Hey everybody and welcome to Geodata, a podcast for geospatial and data professionals alike. I've got the dog chewing a toy in the background, but uh, please feel free to enjoy this episode. Hey everyone, and a happy new year, and welcome to another episode of Geodata. Today's episode is called the Data Science Hierarchy of Needs. So the purpose of this episode is to discuss the data science hierarchy of needs as a very high level concept that forms the foundational principles that need to be abided by in order to develop sustainable data solutions in the current market. For the data professionals that are listening, you probably are aware of this and even if you don't know it by name, probably implement these core principles in the way that you design and develop your data solutions. Now the name data science hierarchy of needs might be off-putting to some because you may just listen to it and think, okay, so this is just primarily for a data scientist to follow, but not necessarily. The data science hierarchy of needs, as I said before, can be applied to you know the development of data solutions across the board. And if you aren't a data professional or just curious about what this even is, uh, feel free to give it a listen because we're just giving a high level look of exactly what this thing is, why it's useful, maybe some resistance you might find from uh, either your clients, people you work with, or just general unfamiliarity with it. Uh, so we're going to touch on all of this pretty high level and then feel free, you know, in the comments or reach out to me directly to uh, talk about specific principles you may not necessarily understand about this or want a bit more um, information about it and even if you maybe have your own flavor of this that you feel is a bit more effective or you'd like folks to know feel free to reach out so let's start with what exactly is this thing so I'm going to post a picture of this pyramid um, that sort of gives the the idea of what the data science hierarchy of needs is so picture a pyramid right and at the base of that pyramid we have this primary category we called collect Above that we have move and store, then above that we have explore transform, then above that we have aggregate and label, and then up at the top we've got learn, optimize, and apply, uh, AI, deep learning, and all that fun stuff. But if now, if we dive into each step, so at the very base in the collection phase, that's talking about, you know, where we get our data from um, and how we collect it, you know, how we're, how we're getting that information into the system. Then the later above that is, you know, think about it as the data engineering infrastructure where we develop data flows to take that information we're collecting and store it and perform, you know, in data pipelines, store it, structure it, all of that fun stuff. Then above that, you know, when we've got that data in our system, now we're able to sit there and explore it. We can identify anomalies, things that we need to do to clean it, ways that we need to prepare it in order to make it actionable for us to do something with it once we have those steps down then we can get into the fun stuff you know the data the data science piece of it the data analytics piece applying ml and ai to these things uh, because at this point we've understand it we understand our data and so you know this is where we get into our analytics this is where we can implement data labeling categorization aggregation summaries all of that fun stuff and once we have that down, because we understand it, we have our data categorized, we have our data labeled, then we can take the step into implementing, uh, practicing some ML algorithms on it, finding out what works for us, you know, taking the step to making it AI ready, or even, you know, if we're not doing anything specifically AI or ML on it, 
you know, you can even think about it like at this point now I can take it to a dashboard. Now I can actually output reports from my clients or develop my business insights from this. Mark Olivier Arsenault has a Towards Data Science article where titled The Data Science Pyramid. And I like the way he starts it because he sort of takes on Maslow's hierarchy of needs um, to compare it to the data science hierarchy of needs to see like uh, sort of how these foundational things make a lot of sense. And I really like this comparison because the Maslow's hierarchy of needs is the different stages humans must go through to find happiness. And I guess we can, I'll link that article and you can take a look at that pyramid, but it's basically like starting from the bottom, a human needs to have food, water, and warmth. Then he takes the next step to finding security, safety. Um, then we take, once we have, you know, food, water, warmth, uh, security, and safety, then we can talk about, you know, relationships and friends, belongingness, all of that fun stuff. Then on top of that, we can apply, you know, our feelings of accomplishment, prestige, and then taking the step to self-actualization, which is kind of the step to happiness, right? Where it's achieving one's full potential um, and then having a bit of fun with some creative activities. So it's a really nice, uh, nice way to look at it and compare it to the data science hierarchy of needs because similar to like the basic necessities that humans need to, to take the steps to become happy, you know, in order to have good quality data solutions, we have to follow a certain rule set in order to make sure that our data solutions are producing results that we expect, that they're mature, that the solution is valuable. Um, and in order to do that, you know, we need to implement a flavor of this data science hierarchy of needs uh, to make that happen. And obviously through the data science hierarchy of needs, each of those layers that we spoke about, there's a lot of work behind all of that. And each of those steps may even belong to a specific professional, right? Like we could be looking at that collection and move and storage, uh, those two layers, those fundamental layers belonging to our infrastructure engineers and our data engineers to get data into the system and structured and stored in a way that we can, you know, deep dive it. And then you can think about it when it comes to like exploration, anomaly detections, data preparation for reports, or, you know, taking it to the aggregations and labeling the data and then eventually passing it up to email. Like that piece is your data analysts and your data scientists. And then when they're ready to go to, you know, machine learning and AI, that is our AI specialists, our machine learning engineers, or even, you know, like, a, you know, it's, it all overlaps a little bit. It could even be a data engineer. It could even be a data scientist doing that. Um, you know, so it's, it's all, it's all there. It's all about taking the step and there's a lot of pieces to it. Now you may be thinking that, okay, well, this just sounds like a lot of steps and, you know, it requires a lot of different people a lot of different positions, a lot of technology and a lot of infrastructure to implement successfully. But that's true when you're applying it to like big data solutions. Like if you think about like a B2B uh, SaaS company or something like that, developing a data solution, you know, you can picture it like the development of software that's collecting the information is your full stack engineering team and your, a little bit of overlap with your data engineering team on how that data gets into the system and how it's stored and transformed and uh, made accessible to your data analyst team and that explores and you know checks what do we have in this data what can we do with it what's wrong with it and then our data scientists can go like uh, test theories against it and give us a bit of direction in the way that we need to get this data uh, so that we can report on it make our ml models and ultimately like get our data solution being something that provides 
really useful analytics and really useful models to our clients or to our business itself. Um, but it can also be, you know, if, if you think about it, because we're talking about this very high level, right? So it can even be for the smallest data project that you have. If you're thinking about the way that you collect and store that information, the way that you, you, you structure it, the way that you're transforming it, and then once you've got that down, you know, you can now deep dive this data, even if it's a small data set, even if it's just like a Jupyter notebook that you're producing just some simple analytics or engineering a bit of data for a web map that you're working on, um, you can apply it, right? We want to just make sure we have the foundation set. So then when we're confident that our, system, our solution is set up in the best way possible and we understand the data that we have inside of there, we know what's wrong with it and ways that we need to handle it. Um, then we can take the step to making our dashboards, our ML, and then our web maps, all of that fun stuff. So it can be applied to big data and even your small data projects that you're doing. It's just really good to become familiar with these steps um, and implement them in your day-to-day. -day and you, you find success in your data solutions and just find an overall like much more quality of work. And then obviously a quick mention to my geospatial audience that's listening. Um, you are also obviously included in this conversation because geospatial data is data and geospatial software software and maps and all of that are data solutions so this applies to you too so let's talk about responsibility right who does this fall on well as you as the data professional should take the initiative that this responsibility of implementing something like the data hierarchy of needs or various flavors of, of it, you know, um, falls on you. You know, you and your organization need to build your data solutions from the ground up because we all know data projects are attractive because at the end of the project, we just, you know, tend to see this shiny dashboard in our mind or this predictive AI. Um, before we actually do the groundwork. And that's a good way to start, right? Because we know that there's a lot at the end of the tunnel, you know, there's, there's a, it's very attractive for us to think about those things. But that's the tip of the pyramid, right? Um, it's a tedious, difficult journey for us to climb through each of these layers. And often it takes convincing to justify the need for all of that in between, right? Like the data coming into our system doesn't magically become something, nor can we account for everything on ingestion for it to suddenly be perfect. So we need to implement these steps and have the structure set around stepping through these different layers of this pyramid to make sure that we're responsibly approaching uh, the best way to handle data to reach our data objectives in our organization, right? I think it's for everybody in an organization, it's probably easier to understand the, the tip of the pyramid and the base, right? Because we know we want dashboards, we know we want AI, we know we want forecasts, and we know we want all that fun stuff. Um, and we know we need data to do that, right? So we know that we need to collect data and obtain data somehow. So that's the top and the bottom of the pyramid, right? Um, so we know that we start with data going in, um, how that happens and what we need to do to get the data. Uh, you know, and that's anything for building full stack data entry solutions that, you know, clients can input data into the system or us going out sourcing and vetting vendors or just, you know, building solutions that mine data from a bunch of different sources. Um, and the step to get beyond that is to have, you know, good data infrastructure to get to the next level upon after collection, you know, 
our data engineering, how the data moves behind the scenes and how does it get stored, uh, what needs to happen to it and where does it need to go and how do we make that accessible to our organization um, so that we can take the, you know, take a step above that, right, and do quality assurance, sift through the data, explore it and understand, you know, I've said this before, what's wrong with it is the biggest piece, right? What is wrong with our data? We need to know if there's problems with it. And then, you know, finding out what we have and through this point, then we can figure out what, you know, we know exactly what we have. We know exactly what's wrong with it and then we know what we can do with it. Then we can take that step up and start figuring out how we categorize this data. You know, what's the reporting that we want to do on it? What's the story that we want to tell, right? This could be at the end of the pile for you, right? You're just like, I just want to get the data structured in this way. But the this whole point of this is you need to have taken the steps to get to this point. Um, and if you're going beyond that, right? Like you, you're, you're figuring out a more complex story for your data, implementing a bit of data science experimentation, you know, finding detailed stories for your business or your clients, um, finding the solution in this data, you know, like it's just important to have everything below that to make this happen. And then obviously, right, when we get to AI and ML, especially in this market where AI is taking off, um, we need to make sure that we've taken these steps, right? Because we want to make sure whatever models that we implement are using the most mature data that we have accessible to them to generate the most quality results. And that quality is, you know, just it's going to go a long way and just add a lot of business value. And I know I'm drawing actually, let me just bring it back to, you know, even if we aren't implementing AI or ML and we're just, you know, developing some charts or some web maps, just displaying the data that we have with maybe some story to it, but just, you know, giving a bit of transparency and insight into what we have. Um, it's important that we have this all implemented because if we've taken the steps to get to this point and we're making charts about what data we have, how does it look, you know, uh, all the aggregations across it we would have needed to take the steps to get to this point in order to you know accurately understand that and not have issues with that information have a reliable way of that information getting to this point and this you know once you get to this point of uh, having the transparency into this data then you can comfortably say that i can if i want to take the step and implement machine learning and ai on top of this but you know, just to emphasize that, you know, implementing this data science hierarchy of needs is not exclusively for AI or ML. It can, you know, be applied to data solutions that are purely just adding a bit of transparency into the data you're collecting and displaying that for the business, your clients, anything like that. I think a few of us have heard the phrase that one in one out of 10 data science projects failed to make it to production. And though I can't guarantee that that number is 100% correct because this could be a discussion for another time but there's maybe an element of doubt about the accuracy of that because often it's used by companies that are attempting to sell you data solutions or infrastructure that you can use to implement your data science projects or your data solutions um, so take it with a grain of salt but the fact remains that not there's quite a lot of data projects that fail um, in companies and it's for a number of reasons and but we just know that the fact that it's like i would say the majority of data initiatives end up failing in some way um and it's not good that it's the majority but 
you know, there's a, we'll, we'll focus on a few reasons of why that can be specific to the data science hierarchy of needs. Um, and maybe we can talk about, you know, the accuracy of that one in 10 data science projects fail. But um, so, yeah, let's talk about it. why a data project can fail in a company um, is that there's a few reasons. Most don't know, but specific to the data science hierarchy of needs, most don't know where to even begin with this, right? Because we spoke about how, though this seems relatively simple when we're talking about this pyramid or looking at it, um, there's a lot of moving pieces to this. There's a lot of professional talent that you can bring in to make it successful, and there's a lot of infrastructure and software um, that's needed to make it happen. But yeah, so a lot of companies may not necessarily have the resources nor even know where to begin with something like this and maybe they don't necessarily even know that something like this exists. Um, but let's talk about this a bit more. So before we could get, we know that data became a very hot commodity um, and before we could even get a grip on that, on the data market, um, AI and ML came out of the gates exploding recently and that didn't give companies an opportunity to react to it because you know, with companies spitting, they saw, you know, you see other companies spitting out AI, ML, solutions, predictions, all of this fun stuff. And you realize yourself that you need to get solutions out there to compete. And that puts a bit of panic in an organization, right? So the rug has been pulled out from under, you know, our feet. And it's hard to wrangle this position of, damn, to make a successful data solution, I need to take on and develop this relatively unattractive position of climbing through this data pyramid and putting people in place and the infrastructure needed to make it happen. So why can't I just collect and buy a bunch of data and throw it into some magic AI system and produce a product, right? Um, which has a lot of shortfallings and, you know, maybe can be successful, but that sort of breaks this AI maturity curve concept where it's irresponsible to do that because if you're not taking the initiative to, you know, have a well-structured way of how that data gets into your system, explore it, understand what's wrong with it and what you can actually do with it, um, you set yourself up for a little bit of failure. And then to talk about, you know, like obviously, some companies might not necessarily have the tech talent or even the technology available to them, right? Their resources are a bit limited in the moment. Um, and it's hard to hire professionals that can fill that gap. So that could, you know, that can potentially be a reason is that, you know, the resources are limited and the talent available to implement something like this is uh, limited too. Um, and something like this requires overall a bit of literacy to understand you know how to achieve it and the core concepts and subjects around how to make it successful i'm i can pretty confidently say that most companies now are restructuring and we've seen you know data engineering and data scientists becoming extremely popular careers and extremely popular um, on job markets, you know, you, you often see data engineers and data scientists and data analysts uh, being hired with programming experience. And there's a lot of overlap between these positions now. Um, and professionals and companies are positioning themselves to 
adapt to this and understand you know why it's important to have these skill sets and have the talent available that can implement uh, data solutions in this way. There is a bit of an inconvenient truth when it does come to data and especially like the data science hierarchy of needs is that it's difficult it's a difficult long process to implement for the most part right like especially if you are in that exploratory phase and figuring out you know how can i turn this the data that i'm collecting or how can i develop a, a data solution for clients that'll be profitable and be impactful and and be useful um it's a problem with you know the inconvenient truth with this is is that just because we implement something like the data science hierarchy of needs doesn't guarantee success right so where we implement something like this it'll obviously help and we want to build quality solutions for ethical reasons and obviously have commercial success and you'll find you know being ethical and responsible about the way you handle your data solutions goes hand in hand with commercial success and we we can talk about we can talk about you know how implementing a data solution that's trustworthy and good quality will lead to sustainable success and and with that sustainable success you know will yield long-term financial success if we if we do it responsibly right because if we're doing things responsibly we're implementing quality solutions uh, we reduce the liability that the solutions we output and the AI we output is going to be spitting out junk, right? So that liability is re reduced and you get a bit of trust and, um, and our clients and our company trust us as data professionals a little bit more. But yeah, sorry, that was a bit of a ramble. But yeah, so no matter what we do and how responsible we are implementing something like a data science hierarchy of needs, our solution can fail like our project our data project can fail for numerous reasons um but if we're focusing on a data solution implementing a responsible hierarchy of needs that does fail um it's just really that you know no amount of data or no amount of like well implemented structure or procedure um can achieve the outcome because no not all data is going to work for us um you know whether it's there's quality problems with it or it's just limited in what the data offers us right like we can't force if data doesn't exist that solves accomplishes what we're trying to solve it's not possible and yeah we can you know go out and attempt to make that data happen but if we don't have that data available to us no matter what we do to process it store it and explore it and find out what's wrong with it um, will you know help help the solution get across the finish line because at the end of the day if it's not going to work it's not going to work but if we implement the data science data science hierarchy of needs that's a tool for us identifying these issues before it's too late because we have an understanding of the data that we have in our system right because we've taken the steps to get it in and we have this recipe we can follow and we know what we have when we know all of this then we know what it can't do and when we know what it can't do that empowers us to, you know to find alternatives and also just prevents us from going too far down the line and producing a problematic solution and as i said you know before that if 
we're building trustworthy, sustainable solutions and we take the time to make sure that we have this recipe in place that enables that, that's just going to you know, enable us a lot more success down the road because we'll have clients that trust us, our solutions are trustworthy because we're not just vomiting out um, every, you know, any possible solution that we don't have a full understanding of and we're making false promises that it does something but we don't actually know if it does, if it's got a lot of data quality issues with it and we haven't assessed it, you know, if we get that under control, our solutions can be trusted and that's just long-term success right there. It's, it's just really responsible for us as the data professionals to not focus on that finish line, that, that glistening AI solution or dashboard at the end of this, right? I mean, that's slightly misleading because we obviously want something to aim at, right? We need an end goal. We need that MVP to understand what we're building towards and what problem we're trying to solve. But I guess what I mean is that we aren't getting ahead of ourselves and getting distracted by the tip of that pyramid. And we're not feeling the pressure of the market pushing us to get a solution out there. And therefore we have to rush to get something out the door to make a bit of profit, right? Like if we think, if we go back to the Maslow's uh, reference, as a human to try to get happy, if we don't have food, we won't survive. If we aren't secure, you know, we can't really make friends and, you know, we can't really achieve happiness without, you know, each each layer being set, set out for us. Um, if we end up cutting corners as data professionals and organizations responsible for delivering data solutions to clients, um, we're cheating ourselves and we're cheating, you know, the market and our clients, all of that. And we implement a high level of, you know, risk of failure. And it's just going to end up in calamity if we aren't, you know, taking the precautions needed to make sure we have a responsible, well-built out, well-thought-out and mature data solution. Um, and yeah, you know, we might experience things like organizational pressure, you know, referencing like the market pressure, right? So we might have organizational pressure, tight deadlines, um, boredom and frustration with something like this because like we said it's it's a lot to implement but it's just really important for us to um, understand and if we jeopardize our responsibilities responsibilities of sticking to something like the data science hierarchy of needs it's, it's just not good right like we know that developing data solutions is kind of a wild west right like people outside of the technical understanding of what it takes to build these solutions out will need convincing on why something like this is important and honestly they may not necessarily understand the justification initially and quite frankly they may not care but that responsibility that's on you to educate them and you need to do what what you can do to make sure that things progress progress in the way that you know you know it needs to happen and it's also your responsibility to educate those around you on why it's important to make it happen like it's simple right we can we can just talk about it um conceptually it's not difficult when we're looking at this pyramid right we collect data with a purpose we can collect as much as possible in the most structured way and we won't stump ourselves here. You know, we're not gonna try to solve everything on data collection. You know, the modern data lake and data warehouse concept actually frees us up just to get data into our system within reason, right? We wanna make sure that we're not just getting stuff that we don't need and following, you know, we wanna follow 
good practices, you know, like if we don't need to be capturing personal information for what we're doing, we don't need to capture it, right? We wanna make sure we're responsible there. Um, good data engineering, right? We want good plumbing to move and store the data. We want avenues for which that data can be transported managed, inventoried, and engaged within our organization and even outside of our organization. Um, we want to make sure that our assessments of our data is quality, you know, quality assessments of our data, understanding what makes the data bad and how, you know, how can we mitigate it and catch it before it causes issues down the line. Um, reporting, quantifying, categorizing, and analyzing it gives us this internal window into the data that we have access to, and that opens us up for business metrics. Our company gets to understand, you know, what we have available to us. It just gives everybody an overall understanding, and that understanding can go to a client understanding, right? Because we're able to provide reliable analytics reporting, and it just makes things really actionable for them. Um, and yeah, you know, with all of that laid out, we've got, we empower data science. The stage is set for the hypotheses testing, the hard hitting experimentation to unmask a story and drive home the data solution, whether it's just dashboarding and maps or whether we're, you know, combining that all with a bit of AI and ML, doing some predictions, all of that stuff. So what if we do, right? What if we get it right? So we add, we definitely add more time to develop solutions, but each time we implement something like this, we learn and refine the way that we do it. We set that groundwork for the next thing that we do. And in you know pure like understanding and education for the organization ourselves and the folks that are responsible for making it happen, and even physical software, right? Software and infrastructure, because We've developed these methods, we've put this stuff in place that makes it possible. Um, and hell, we might even have reusable data out of this because we're storing and structuring our data and so we've got full insight into you know, data we have access to, therefore we don't need additional data coming into it. Or you know, we're like, oh, well, if we grab or store, you know, collect this additional information, it's really gonna like work well with this other data set that we have and you know, it's just really good for enrichment. Um, like we spoke about earlier, you know, we just get full transparency into the way that do, data is moving in our company through our processes, and that allows us to catch things early, right? We spoke about earlier how if we can catch problems with our data early, we can save ourselves a lot of trouble if it's going to be too problematic to proceed or you know, if we can do something to mitigate the problems with it. And just this understanding of the data from start to finish gives us the opportunity to have trustworthy data solutions as an organization and it gives us, us it gives confidence in ourselves which is really satisfying because we know that what we're building is done the best way possible and we're developing these trustworthy solutions and that gives our clients confidence and when our clients are confident that's good for business because a happy client means a few things and obviously you know it means a bit more money for us or it means a successful business and it means long-term business right and it, it means that we get a good market presence and that we're a trustworthy source so what if we don't what if we don't implement or what if we just don't care about the data science hierarchy of needs ignore the steps and you know cheat cheat our way through the the steps to get to an ai solution well Fact is, it may work, right? I mean, some tasks are simple enough and not every solution needs every step to make it happen. But, you know, more than likely, if you're gonna go from data collection and jump straight into AI without understanding the data that you have, it's probably gonna fail. And 
that's high risk. There's a lot of unforeseen issues that can, you know, with that lack of transparency that are ultimately lead to a lack of trend. They'll lack, ugh, my, I'm stumbling over my words here. It'll lead to a lack of trust if the solution fails. And if that solution fails it's, and we lose that trust, it's hard to get that trust back. And, you know, like this is something that gets to me, right? If you inherit like a data solution that maybe didn't abide by this, you know, you can, there's frustratingly disconnected workflows. You know, there's data quality issues you need to go try find. There's unconsolidated, unreplicable methods and even data that's now become so drifted from what it was that it's just, or maybe it's not even accessible. And it's just really difficult to you know, like that's not sustainable because you now have to go into, the only way to get out of that is to implement the data science hierarchy of needs in the way that you can and you know redo it and that's time lost and that's frustrating to to take a step to take a step there but i think my biggest point of that is like if we wing it and we don't put something like that in there we're just you know that's not responsible as a data professional to do something like that and you're just opening opening the door for problems uh doing something like that and then i think a good question you know is like well, do I even need to implement something like this, right? Because you spoke about how some tasks are honestly simple enough to where, you know, you may not necessarily need to fully implement something like this. Um, but I think you do need to, to implement something like this, but it has flexibility, right? Because we're just looking at this pyramid uh, as a high level concept and it's obviously very linear because we're just looking at okay to get to the next layer you have to take us you know you have to complete the one underneath it to take the step up there um but to be honest you know the process can be looping and interlinked but ultimately you and your organization are expected to be taking a responsible approach to developing any kind of data solution no matter how simple it is and you know i know this is not a quick win uh handbook but fundamentally you know you need to do something like this because we spoke about how, you know, if if you've got a trustworthy process and you have full understanding about how the data moves in your system, um, that's just going to yield uh, more reward than not. And it's just really good practice because, to be honest, if you implement something like this and you get it right, or you 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 know it's a work in progress, and you know you can take a whole bunch of different flavors and different ways that you can approach it, it's just satisfying because, look there's nothing more satisfying than when you develop a data solution like me as a data engineer when i've developed etls that you know are grabbing data the best way possible storing it doing you know like like constant assessment of the information and transporting it somewhere and it's available for someone to use and perform actionable insights on and they find stuff that's wrong with it and it comes back and you implement ways to mitigate it it's so satisfying because you've just got that full visibility and, and you know that you're doing the best possible work to make sure that your um, solution is successful so yeah i think you need to implement something like this because i think if you don't you're just being irresponsible honestly um, and i'm not calling anybody out because like we kind of spoke about earlier some folks might not be aware that something like this even existed um, and or are dealing with pressure that makes it very difficult to implement something like this because we know it's a long-winded process. Um, there's no such thing as easy data, no matter who tries to sell you that a solution does all or does everything. Like we know, I mean, I don't think there's a data set out there that doesn't have problems. 
data is prone to have problems with it but to have something like this in place just gives you the like the transparency into understanding what is wrong with it and is there anything that you can do to make it better or is it just you know do you need to pursue something else like it's just you need to have something like this in place so obviously this is like a super high level look at the data science hierarchy of needs guys and I really appreciate you giving it a listen. Um, if there's any points that you want a bit more guidance on or anything particular that you'd like me to focus on or any question, direct questions you have for me, feel free to reach out. I know we just touched on it, but I hope this gives you a little bit of an intro into it, makes you a bit interested to go kind of seek uh, a bit more information about it. I think there's a lot of articles out there of folks that kind of talk about um, the implementations of something like this uh, everybody has their own take on it some folks add a bit more to it some folks change up the fact that it's a pyramid we kind of spoke about how the pyramids are a bit linear so some folks kind of you know implement a bit more of a free-flowing uh, flavor of it so please feel free to take a look I will do my best to go gather some additional resources you know I, I uh, read a few articles um, and have obviously read textbooks and kind of understand and implement this you know I actually didn't know that there was an official term for this, to be completely honest. Um, and then I figured it out about a year or two ago that there was a pyramid for this. And I had luckily, you know, through my experience and maybe, you know, not necessarily under knowing that it came from the data science hierarchy of needs directly knew that we kind of had to follow this recipe to to get it done so more than likely as a data professional and you if you don't know this thing by name you have probably implemented it so um yeah i, I you know just for the sake of you know transparency i didn't know that this pyramid actually existed but i had been implementing a flavor of it and i'm happy that i know it existed because once I found that out in research, I saw just so many different people implementing it and so many different takes on it and so many nice comparisons and descriptions about what it is that just makes you feel good in understanding it. It makes you just really, you know, want to continually improve and refine on it. But this was quite a long winded closeout. I really appreciate you all listening and yeah, feel free to reach out to me. Thank you all so much.